0: Welcome back everybody uh sarcasm speaks jared and bob here flying at you uh on the the heels of uh, another successful dats giving uh for us i would say um a little lighter than it has this is probably the smallest one we've had uh potentially ever right i i, I wasn't there for hail street
1: um oh, there was a bunch of people at hail street but i
0: would imagine that this was probably the smallest one. Um, but I mean, it was still good. Like the food was good. Like we hang out, we have a good time. There also um, could
1: have there also could have been a dad's giving at one point in Mansfield where there might not have actually been anybody, or maybe there uh, maybe there always was. I don't really remember. Yeah, because that wasn't what it was. Because originally, because we moved in there in eight twenty eighteen. <clears throat> so yeah, my family was still going out to eat at that point. So that's why I always did right. The the dad's giving is cuz I didn't like I wanted to do Thanksgiving my way. Right. So 18 and 19 we were still going out, so we may have still done it. Or I may have still just done my thing and then if people showed up, they showed up and if they didn't, I didn't really care. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I can't remember that f- the first year in Mansfield might have just been us.
1: I would say when we were freezing our asses off with that fryer, did anybody else come? Like, I don't know if they did. I think it might have just been me and you. Yeah. Because so, again, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be that that's giving is supposed to be my menu the way I want to do it. Right. And. Again, whoever shows up, shows up because it's like it is it's a hard ask. Well, sometimes it's a hard ask, like <clears throat> on the holiday weekend on Saturday, like everyone's already doing God knows what. Yeah. Never mind, like. You know, people get sick this time of year or whatever, and right. people at least had the. Thought that they didn't want to show up and because you guys obviously have the kid like. Right so yeah yeah so yeah i mean a couple of people sick like
0: Vinny has to work and couldn't make it he was he was trying to get out early but apparently hey big surprise apparently the saturday after thanksgiving is really fucking busy uh for restocking grocery oh yeah stores. restocking yeah
1: restocking and returns yeah yeah so
0: um he wasn't able to make it but we still made the best of it and um the turkey was good, right? as always fried as it should be. It's and funny I, too. When like I this... say the word good, I mean good by turkey standards, right?
1: Right. Um, it's still not prime rib.
0: Right. Um I mean the yeah, I mean... stuffing's delicious, mac and cheese is delicious, like it's can't really go wrong there.
1: Uh we should have added a green bean. Ca- well, maybe next year we'll add a green bean casserole. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my mom So my mom came down on Thursday for Thanksgiving, um, and she brought green beans and was like, all we have to do is just like boil them. Like they're all set or whatever. And then my aunt who like through marriage, right? So it's my mother's brother's wife. So she's Italian, right? She grew up in Revere. Like she's, you know, very Italian. Um, and she told my mom to add, it was like diced tomatoes or stewed tomatoes or whatever to the green beans. So they're not like bland and gross and shitty. Um, and my mom was like, I don't know if I should add them. Like, I don't know like what to do. And I was like, just fucking throw them in. Like, so I boiled the green beans. Are these,
1: are these raw green beans or in the can?
0: These were raw.
1: Okay.
0: Um. So I had to boil them, right? I cooked I. I st- whatever, steam, boil, how I boiled them, right? Well, did, I,
1: I was say, did you steam or did you boil them? It's different. Yeah,
0: yeah no, they were boiled. Then I uh, drained them through the like diced tomatoes in the pan, let them warm up, put the green beans back in, stirred it up. And like, they were fine, right? So like I, I added a little bit of uh, garlic powder and then salt and pepper. Um, but i'm not a huge green bean fan right? no, like i
1: do we we always we always joke at the gym because chris has them all the time yeah and he's like these just fucking suck <laughs> he's like yeah they're not awesome yeah and it's like like i i, I don't know what it is with them because i don't mind the taste of green beans,
0: yeah. I think it's the texture. It's like a waxy. I, I don't like, want to eat them. Yeah, yeah, same. Like I'll eat them. Like if someone makes them, I'll eat them. Right. Like I'm not gonna be a fucking loser about it. Um, but it's like I'm not gonna eat. I'm not gonna go out of my way to make them myself. Like right? that's that's what it is. I'll if bet. if someone else is gonna make them, like I uh, then I'll eat them. But
1: even still, like if um. I mean, there's not a lot of vegetables I like, but, like, when I meal prep and I just assume it's all going to taste like shit because it's meal prep food, <laughs> it tastes like shit. It's a fucking strong word, but I'm like, I don't know if I can eat, like, a cup and a half of fucking green beans. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just something about them because, like, I don't mind them. I hate them out of a can. They Those are just, like, shitty oh, yeah. mush. Yeah yeah I mean so I guess if uh so the some, long story if,
0: short they were yeah. they were decent right so green beans with stewed tomatoes and garlic salt pepper um I didn't mind them right like they actually were were decent
1: yeah I'm almost thinking I go I know I'd like put more effort into the cooking process than most people are willing to do but I'm trying to think if uh if that was presented to me, I would probably get some olive oil in the pan, garlic, throw the green beans in, start sauteing that shit, add the tomatoes so that they'll like become cohesive, but not so long that they become mush. Right. That's probably how I would do it. Um, I I would consider putting in like pine nuts or almonds. Like I've had. Um, would you shave beans. the almonds? <laughs> well, I'd buy them like that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine now, like, sitting there and shaving no, almonds. No, I much, think I would. Much.
0: I would rather have my fucking fingernails pulled. Too up.
1: much, too much, because like there's a lot. Like I will go the extra mile and make a lot of things. But almonds that someone already thin sliced versus almonds I have to do myself, I see no benefit there. Right Now, if you want to say like a homemade pesto is better than a jarred pesto, I'll give you that. It's probably correct. Mm -hmm. But there are times where I don't feel like doing that. Right. Mostly in the last like 10 years, I don't think I've made my own pesto. I don't eat it a ton either. Anyway, but yeah, it's like if they already sell them sliced, so it's like you could go like – olive oil in the pan, garlic, throw the almonds in there to kind of like fry in a way, toss everything up, mix it all together. And now you have like an actual cohesive dish. Right. Right. Uh,
0: but yeah. So like that, those are fine, right? We still have leftovers, right? I, which... You know, there's the mashed potatoes and squash and all that shit that she made. But, I mean, we have a fuck ton of leftovers from Saturday. We've got uh, about a half a tray of stuffing. (laughs) Um, Almost a full tray of mac and cheese. I'd say probably about three quarters of a tray.
1: So, I will say the other thing, too, is with the stuff that's left over at least it reheats well right like mashed potatoes and squash and shit does not reheat well it does squash not. is okay but yeah 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 mashed potatoes are tough they they do not reheat well i always have to throw them back in the pan with something
0: yeah i'm debating on taking some of the roast because there's leftover roast too and like not shredding it because you you can't really shred it right once it's been cooked and it's cold whatever but like um slicing it like super thin and like just trying to cho- chop it basically and then put it into the mac and cheese like i might take like some of the mac and cheese and some of the roast and like chop the roast put it in the mac and cheese and like re reconstitute it, would throw like a splash of milk in there, you know, like get the, the juices flowing again. Um, and right, I might, here, here, I might here, do like, like wrote like a roast fucking beef, Mac and cheese, whatever.
1: Here, here's how I do it. I would take whatever portion of beef you can take this. You can take this suggestion or leave it. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> uh, I would take whatever portion of the roast that you're going to eat. Cube it cubish it throw it in a pan so it starts warming up take that mix it in the mac and cheese throw the mac and cheese in the oven to like brown or something yeah that's how i would do it and that might actually i i would actually risk saying that that might actually taste good like not just like good enough
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so I'll probably end up doing uh that for dinner one night or something cuz it's like I I went to market basket yesterday morning but I just got like basically what we need minus like meat and like food right like I got like the water we need for the week and like you know whatever bread or whatever bullshit right eggs um but I just didn't buy any meat cuz I'm like I need to fucking craft that's yeah <laughs> i need to craft new meals out of the leftovers so i'm sitting there and thinking about like well you, do you have I've leftover got, mashed potatoes I've, uh a little bit yeah
1: okay here's an unorthodox one take some turkey hack it up mix it with the stuffing put a layer of mashed potatoes over it you're basically making like a fucked up shepherd's pie but i I'm actually willing to bet that that would be pretty good. Oh yeah. Obviously this is going back in the oven and baking and shit. Right 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 right. Yeah. That might actually work out too.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it could be pretty solid.
1: Again, it's a little unorthodox cuz you don't have the like liquid base that is like with it, like the filling of the pot pie, but I don't think that combination of food would suck
0: no i would agree with that i think that's a solid take that should be a thing like there should be like like a fucking instagram some like an uh just that like an account or something that like a post holiday how to reuse your leftovers in a way that's not just like putting them on a plate and putting it in the microwave Right. Like, I feel like that's a, that's I, a, there's a market a fucking, there.
1: I need a videographer and I can fucking do yeah. it. <laughs> Cause I know how to do it. I'm just not good enough with video. Right. Right. Now I also, am gonna need, <laughs> I'm going to need, I am either going to need all these leftovers. Right. So I'm going to need a surplus of food at all times. <laughs> I'll be 3000 pounds.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of like, it's almost sort of like Chopped in a way, right? Where it's like, I, for anyone out there that's not familiar, Chopped is a TV show on Food Network and it's like, there's a bunch of chefs and they're given a bunch of random items and they need to make, um, they need to make a dish with whatever is in what's called the mystery basket. And like the show is notorious for throwing like one random ass fucking Thing in the mystery basket so it might be like you know um beef tenderloin uh oranges uh bacon and then it's like fucking
1: sushi a wrap. can
0: of sardines <laughs> <laughs> and it's like how the fuck like are you supposed to incorporate a can yeah, of or sardines it'd be like
1: cotton candy and it's like hold on yeah what yeah,
0: yeah or like the people that make it to the dessert round it, it's like, you know, oh, it's uh, fucking ground beef. Right. And it's like, okay, now I have to make a dessert with ground beef somehow. Like they just, they, but it's, it's fun. So I, I like, I like the show and I like kind of doing stuff like that. I think we, did we talk about that on the podcast before? I feel like we might have. Um, but it's kind of like that in a way, right? Because you just look at all the leftovers you have in the fridge and you're like, all right, what uh what can I craft from what I have here? And like I said, I came up with the uh the beef, mac and cheese, and I like the uh I like the turkey stuffing uh, mashed potatoes for a like a, a bastard shepherd's pie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call it a shepherd's pie. It's probably more of a leftover pie. I don't know (laughs) because it doesn't have the elements of a shepherd's pie. Right. But I don't think it would suck. No,
0: I don't think it would either.
1: And you could throw like a little bit of like stock to kind of like rehydrate it a little bit if you needed to.
0: Yeah. Well, I also saved the, uh, the jus from the roast in the pan. I put it
1: in a, uh, a little Tupperware container. It might work with the other one. Hmm. Yeah,
0: with the pot, the the shepherd's pie, maybe. Yeah,
1: might work. I might not. I mean, how can it suck? Honestly. Yeah, it's fucking,
0: <clears throat> it's beef juice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had to. I mean, obviously, again, I like cooking, so it's like, Anytime any time, like I do something like whether it's a holiday or it's something that I want to do. Like I made burnt ends one time. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have leftovers here. I'm going to make burnt end carbonara. Right. And like I'll just make sure I have the like all the shit around. Yeah. So I do that
0: I, like uh to a lesser degree, right? But like when I when I decide that I want to make a sauce right with pasta and meatballs and sausages or whatever. I'll then go and buy a dough from Market Basket and uh, and cheese. And then the leftover meatballs and sausage, I make a calzone for dinner one night that week. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's taking the same food and trying to like dress it differently. So, yeah. I mean, me personally, I don't really give a shit. I would eat the same thing every day. Um, but Amy is an actual human being that's like i'm not going to eat the same thing again. so i was like yeah well, that's other, fair.
1: and then well the other thing that where you need the versatility is like you you have the perfect example right now is a beef roast. <clears throat> because i've i've and i've i've gone over this with like people this week. and there is no you cannot just reheat a beef roast. You have to re-cook whatever it is. Right. So you have to make a new dish. Right. Or I think you could get away with like slicing, like thin slices in like the hottest implement that you have, grill, pan, whatever, (laughs) 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, and then you can just eat it normally. Right. But still... I th- I still think you need to just make a whole new meal. So it's like with a prime rib, I've made and again, this is a lot of beef, but it's a lot of beef in the house. So it's like you eat it as prime rib the night before. Now you got leftovers. Scramble in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's in the pan, it's recooking. It's and again, like a lot of people like probably thinking it's like, oh well, I like it rare. It's like you gotta remember it ain't prime rib anymore. Right. So it's like if it starts cooking, it's still fine. Yeah, And prime rib doesn't dry out. So it's not like they're going to be so tough that you can't eat them. Right. Um, scrambles, uh, pasta dishes, pizzas. You can do a calzone, like you said. Like Yeah. I like thought you-
0: about even taking some of it. And I don't know how good this would be but like tossing it in the blender and using it to make a bolognese sauce.
1: I wouldn't even uh I wouldn't even go blender. I would change the name to like a ragu. That way you don't have to worry about it being a certain consistency that you expect. Right. And just letting it be a meat sauce. Yeah. When you make do you, do you make bolognese a lot? Uh no. Okay. I never make it because it well, I, I never make it because traditionally it's with cream. So technically right. I never make a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I only make ragouts. Right. Right. Um yeah, I mean I've put prime rib in chili before, like leftover prime rib has gone in chili. Mm-hmm. You just have to recook it. That's it. Yeah. Like people like in that and that's the thing is like everyone's always like, oh, I don't know what to do with the leftovers. Never, never mind. I'll get on my fucking Thanksgiving rant. Fuck that. But <laughs> like, if you have beef leftovers, you can make a pizza, you can scramble it. You can make a pasta dish. You can make a sauce, a chili, a calzone. All these things work. Right. It You can do it. And I don't know why it's meat. Like, I don't know. I, I like, like maybe I should have been a fucking chef actually. Then I'd hate cooking, but <laughs> I don't know. It just makes sense to me i don't know yeah but and that's the thing is like my mother was good at cooking like a couple things that she was good at like my mother couldn't she wouldn't sit there and take like like macgyver meals right right okay well we've got these three things okay let me make something decent she's like nope pork chops i'll just bread them and bake them yeah Great. yeah she can bake (laughs) sick yeah can't fucking wait um but then, for whatever reason, when it comes to like the Thanksgiving meal leftovers, everyone picks the worst possible iterations for what to do with them. Right? Everyone wants to make the stupid fucking sandwich. I hope you all enjoyed your stupid fucking. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't think of a more overrated fucking phenomenon than the Thanksgiving. Oh, oh like, oh, yeah. Got to eat early so that we can have the Thanksgiving sandwich later. Really. Yeah. Sick, dude. (laughs) Really? Like, that's the worst. Like, it's the hands down the worst sandwich that I can think of is the Thanksgiving sandwich because turkey sucks. So your base blows and like, you're going to argue with me that like an Italian isn't better than this. So you have turkey and then you're doing some kind of Frankenstein job of whatever you want to include, whether it's mashed potatoes or stuffing again, whatever you're doing, cranberry sauce stuff. It, I'll, oh, I'll go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but like stuffings crumbly. So it doesn't really like work in a sandwich yet. Right. You people continue to tell me it does.
0: Yeah. It's also bread inside of a bread sandwich. Yeah.
1: Like, okay. so. it's like. Could you have any more bread? Yeah. And then if you have gravy, you're putting gravy on the sandwich, and if you're not putting gravy on it, it kind of feels like it's missing something. Right. Oh, but wait, we have our slices of fucking cranberry sauce. <laughs> Hopefully with the fucking still rib for her pleasure <laughs> and in one solid chunk. Yeah. Now, I want to be very careful to clarify, that a place like Wacky Deli, where on Thursdays they offer a Thanksgiving sandwich, <clears throat> there's a key word that they're not using for that. It's leftover. It's not sandwich. the
0: leftover. Yeah. Now I've yeah. never
1: had it. People rave about it. It sells out. Whatever. People love the dangies Thanksgiving uh, sub. Never even like heard that that was a thing, but that's fine. So. There is a flavor profile that works here. Like, I, I acknowledge that. Right. I am not acknowledging that when you make this shit at home and you have these fucking shitty leftovers and, you, like, again, it's you people telling me how good this is. I'm like, you no, <laughs> it's not. Because you're a fucking dry-ass cold turkey <laughs> with this things that just, like... I mean the flavors work, but like the, the the just doesn't work.
0: Yeah. To that point, though, I think Dangies is like sneaky really good.
1: They. Um, I've always liked DeAngelo's chicken Caesar wraps. Yeah, same. I don't know if I've ever ordered anything else from there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when it comes to like their steak and. Well, they're steak and
1: cheeses though. Better than Carl's, or yeah, yeah. Carl's, or it's (laughs) better than (laughs) D'Angelo's.
0: Um, as far as like sub shop, like chain sub shops go, though, like D'Angelo's is is up there. It's probably top three, right? I think I would put Jersey Mike's number one. Yeah,
1: so Jersey Mike's, I only get the Italian.
0: They're really good, like everything. Because there's one not that far from me in Attleboro. Um, It's good. Like I, I've gotten the Italian. It's great. Um, I've gotten the. uh, They have like a Godfather version, right? Like the Wacky Deli one. Like it's a different kind of Italian. Um, it's good. The uh, Big Kahuna is really good. Uh, I've got it with chicken and steak before. It's effectively. Like a steak and cheese with uh, cherry peppers, mushrooms, and onions, I think, or something like that. Um, Yeah, like I said, I've got chicken and steak. It's just good. Like Jersey Mike's is number one, right? And then
1: I don't know. I might put D'Angelo's at number two. Well, what else? So what else? is I know Jimmy John's, but isn't the owner like an asshole or something? Uh, Jim,
0: well, Jimmy John's also isn't good. Like I've 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 had it before. There was one in Lowell, right near the old office that when I worked at Compass. Um, It's not that good. Subway fucking blows. Yeah, Subway sucks.
1: Um, Quiznos doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I think
0: Quiznos went out of business. Um, Firehouse subs is overrated. They're not that good. There was one in Woburn next to the liquor store where I worked for a while.
1: Liquor store is still there. Drew yeah. by it. I drove yeah, by it, it on is. Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Shout out to uh, Colonial Package. Um in uh I don't even know what part of Uber. It's Michigwam Road in Wuburn. It's I don't know what that is across the street from uh the market basket. Um yeah, I don't know what other like sub shops there are. And any ones that there are aren't good. Right? Like chain chain sandwich restaurants. Let's see.
1: Witch witch, Panera, Blimpy, Arby's, Charlie's cousin. Like I don't Yeah, know those any all of
0: suck. These. They all suck. I don't know if I would call Panera like a well, I guess they do have sandwiches, but like that's not like a Yeah, sub it's not shop. what we're talking about. It's different. There's no blimpies around here.
1: Right, like Wait, I don't which, even which? know Which I think there's one of those in Westwood. Never been to one.
0: Um Oban Payne. That's fucking Oh, no, that's like a cafe. Yeah. Potbelly sandwich. I've never been there, but there's one in uh Braintree next to the um legal seafood. Wawa, is that a thing? I think so. Not around here, but
1: okay. Never. I think I've heard of it, but I've never been to one. I've never seen one. I don't know anything about them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would say Jersey Mike's is the is the one, number one. Then probably D'Angelo's, and everything else after that doesn't fucking matter.
1: Yeah, I mean they could be like a one A one B too, because depending on what you're looking for, like you're probably not going to get an Italian at D'Angelo's, but. Again, you're probably not getting chicken Caesar wraps at Jersey Mike's either. Right. Right.
0: So, yeah, that's uh, sarcasm speaks on food. Uh, Transitioning over into a sports world, though. A couple couple things going on in the sports world. Um, First of all, have you watched any of the netflix cup
1: the golf tournament
0: yeah no it's fucking terrible save your time
1: i didn't um, understand uh why they even did it yeah maybe well one i didn't know what was on <laughs> that's a problem because i pay a lot of attention to golf and i did not know it was on yeah um i didn't know what the format was i don't watch f1 so i don't know who any of the f1 drivers are same, and yeah, I just I got no appeal. Like this is the thing. Like I have no appeal, and I watch a shitload of like even like recreational golf. I either want to see good players playing legitimate golf, or I want to see fun formats, or I want to see nice courses. Right where do they play? Do they play it win? Yeah. So wins fine but I don't know like like I know it's everything's perfect but it's also crazy expensive like 1000 bucks a round but I don't care to watch an F1 driver play golf same they're not that good <laughs> and I don't care to watch pga tour players playing in some goofy overproduced show
0: yeah it was really dumb like the first hole is they called it a speed hole yeah like why so all four guys tee off at the same time and then they have to like run over to their golf carts and then drive the golf carts as fast as they can towards the green and then they, like, run out of the carts and try. They're all four hitting balls at the same. It's fucking chaos. They're trying to, like, finish the hole first.
1: Yeah, and it ends up being, like, hungry, hungry hippos on the greens, right? Yeah. Because they just hit it a million times. Yeah. You know what's way funnier? Watching Fat Perez run full fucking speed because they did a speed golf challenge where you were timed for start the hole, finish the hole. Yeah. Yeah. And out of the five of them, the two camera guys that sometimes play. And it's like five guys that are completely out of shape. (laughs) So you want to do like speed golf, something like that. Like, yeah, get, get fat Perez running full speed for me. Right. What the fuck? Like what the fuck? And they drove. Yeah. Like usually with speed golf, you got to run or you're on a team or something.
0: Yeah. So it was just the first hole too. And Why? like that, if that was like served as a tiebreaker. Stupid. Yeah. I mean, the one, the, the thing I was looking forward to that was disappointing was the longest drive hole. Cause Tony Finau was in it. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I oh it was a uh, Halloween. Um, Tony Finau was dressed up as a power ranger. And then for anyone that follows golf, you know, you probably know who Tony Finau is, but he's huge. He's like six, five. And he's notorious for like, basically only having like a half swing, like his, he, he has a very short backswing, um, but he still pummels the ball, but he's six, five, right? So he doesn't need a full backswing. Well, on Halloween, he posted a video of him at a golf simulator He was wearing like a Power Rangers uniform or something or costume, and he was taking full swings at the ball, and I think he got a 200-mile-an-hour ball speed.
1: Yeah, I was going to say he's got probably 10 to 15 miles an hour, somewhere in there, like extra Yeah. when he swings full.
0: Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, in the long drive hole, he's just going to fucking croak it. Like, I hope he steps up and takes it an, out like a full swing. And he didn't. He just took like a regular Tony Finau swing and still won the longest drive. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, cool.
1: <laughs> but, I mean. I don't know. I, so, I,
0: turned, it, I turned it
1: off. I didn't I, even know it was on.
0: I watched the first. So, I didn't watch it live. That was the other, like, I, it was just because it's just on Netflix. You could just watch it. Um, I didn't watch it live, but I watched the first maybe six holes and was like, yeah, I'm good. And I just turned it off. Like, it was, it was bad. It was like actually bad. Marshawn Lynch was an announcer and he was absolutely fucking like roasted out of his mind. So you got like Marshawn Lynch interviewing like Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler and like two F1 guys that like barely speak English. And they're just like, what is Marshawn Lynch even saying right now?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that sounds clunky.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't good. I mean, Burt Kreischer was there. He was funny just because it's Burt. Um, but like Mark Wahlberg was also part of oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah, it's like, what are we doing? Like it was just dumb. It was it was very dumb, and it was very bad.
1: Well, that's the thing is, if you want, if you want golf entertainment, you need to look at the golf entertainers, and like that's YouTube people, right? Like, they create content that is entertaining because they're not the best golfers in the world, right? The what the professionals bring to the table is a skill level that no one else can match right so you kind of want them to show their skill level so like bryson's been more uh popular on youtube so he's been doing some matches during the live practice rounds so him and other pros and they are fucking good and then he's also done one recently with uh, Garrett GM Golf and Good Good, where the two of them tried to break 50 from the <laughs> red, from, from the red tees. <laughs> and like Garrett's good, he's probably like a legit scratch. Um, hits it far, but it's just like Bryson is just like so much fucking far and away better than him. It's fucking crazy. So he gets to mix the con he gets to mix the entertainment, but also show off how good he truly is. And the PGA tour guy. Like it's just it's just this weird middle ground where it's like they want they want to create well, live kind of force their hand where they're gonna to try to allow them to make more money. Right. So they have to do with this other stuff. I'm gonna to get to the TGL. So they have to do this other stuff, but it's just not good. You're taking away the one thing that professionals have. Right. And it's a level of superior talent. Like if they're not playing like that. Right. Like the worst thing they ever did was take the match and, and fucking invite t- NFL yeah. quarterbacks. And that turn was the it into worst, a worst thing. Yeah. The worst thing that they could have done. Right. Because I'll tell you right now, if you took you would you could potentially fucking break the internet if you had fucking DJ and Brooks playing them uh Rory and Rom in a four-ball and put it on a fucking awesome golf course. Yeah. But they just can't fucking do it. They just can't. The PGA tour can't like seed control. They can't. Just like let the match be the match. It's gotta be overproduced, and you gotta have Charles Barkley there, which Charles is good. Trust me, he is. Yeah,
0: he's definitely entertaining.
1: But like you can't, they just can't just let it fucking go. It's gotta be this big thing. And I'm telling you, they don't need it to be that big of a fucking production for it to be successful. Right. Because if you could ever Now you got to pay, just pay them. Like that's the thing. Just pay the four guys. Yeah. I don't know if they, like, I don't know. Does it need 40 million? I have no clue. But like, give them 10 million a piece, make it good, and the sponsors will come for that. That would be fucking crazy. Or go pay per view, whatever.
0: I mean, that's what the first match was. It was pay per view on Bleacher Report.
1: Yeah. Remember? And then the mistake with with the first match but people still watched it too overproduced too much commentary not yeah. enough like actual golf or not enough
0: and they I think real. there was a there was a memo that got sent out that was like don't be you tone tone it down a little bit.
1: Yeah, tone it down
0: cuz they were allowed to make a side bet but not really. but it was only one per side
1: yeah like they were allowed to side bet but not really yeah yeah and the other thing too is this is the easy one this is what bryson does with his like practice whatever him and bubba watson uh did one so it was it was probably bryson and Anuban lahiri against bubba watson and who else is a range goat do you have an idea Varner. Maybe Harold Varner. Yeah, it was him. <laughs> and um Bubba Watson goes, Oh, you want to do a thousand bucks? Or right, so I think Bryson was like, Oh, I'm thinking a thousand a hole. And um, you know, all the money will go to charity. And Bubba's like, make it two grand and we'll do it. Goes fine. <laughs> and then uh, I forget what the format, I forget if they did carryovers, whatever, it's not important. But they also did it in an interesting way where usually when you play a skins game, like with people, um, there's carryovers and like, if you, like, say me and you do a skins game and you win six skins and I win five skins, well, I really only have to pay you for one skin. Right. But they did it in a way where it's like, because it was going to charity, they paid the five to that. The other team paid the six to that. So it's like, just do it that way. Or I maybe, I don't know, maybe let them just let them gamble. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And uh, don't overproduce it. Just let it be. And it would right. be good. Because the other thing that they're trying to do is that TGL shit, which now the fucking roof collapsed.
0: Yeah, in that? the stadium. Yeah. So instead of trying to kick it out a and year. get it fixed, they're just like, yeah, we're gonna do it in 2025. They're
1: kicking it out a year. Like, yeah, first of all, year. I don't I don't want to watch professionals play on a fucking simulator. I can play no. on a simulator.
0: I don't really have much desire. I don't care.
1: To watch them to. play
0: basically a top golf. Like you're basically <laughs> watching them play top
1: golf. And it's like, I don't know if that's like because I know with like the younger kids, they watch streamers so it's like maybe that's kind of the route they're going like yeah to attract
0: a younger crowd
1: but i don't know man I, like again what makes them special is their ability to play in the real fucking world right so like taking that away from them i don't know yeah i so, think that TGL is going to fucking flop i i think so too and now they're kicking again they, i think kicking it out a year was a fucking bad move yeah Especially, I don't know if Rom's going to live. But there's
0: a lot of rumors that he might.
1: I'm expecting that he
0: doesn't. So did you see the tweet from JJ Watt? <laughs> I didn't. So they're they're actually friends because they, they probably both,
1: live out in Scottsdale.
0: Yeah, they both live in Arizona and um, you know, whatever. They they're Arizona people. Um, so they're friends. And someone Someone tweeted, I forget who it was, that was like, you know, there's rumors, uh, Liv is getting ready to offer John Rahm $600 million. So JJ Watt, like, quote tweeted that and res- with a response and goes, if this is true, I will personally drive to his house and make sure that he signs on the dotted line. Because, like, Six hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's crazy amount. Fucking insane. That's crazy. (laughs) That's wild. That's like will
1: never make that.
0: That's multi generational wealth, right? Like, like your grandkids will not have to work. Like, your great-grandkids would be, probably be all set. <laughs> like, $600 million? That's
1: a shitload of money.
0: That's so much money. On top of, like, what he has already, right? It's, he doesn't already have, you know, $600 million, but... um,
1: No, I mean, he won four times. He probably earned 15 this year. Yeah. Plus, whatever sponsors, like, he probably makes... Well, the rumor was he got five and a hundred from Callaway to leave TaylorMade. So he's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 600 million, like if that's it, like, that's why I don't think it's true. I don't think it's true because I think he would have done that.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, he, he would have already gone.
1: You gotta be stupid not to. Right. Especially when he's already into the masters for life.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right.
1: He's into the masters for life. He could local qualify for the U S open and the open championship. Right. That's three or four. Right. Tell the PGA of America to go fuck themselves. Yeah. So
0: I don't know. It's kind of wild. Then.
1: I don't know. I don't I don't the only reason I don't expect him to go is because I don't he doesn't strike me as someone that really cares. I think he he strikes me as a guy that wants to play golf because he still likes playing. And live just makes that hard because you're not gonna be able to play the majors, the yeah. memorial, like you don't get to play like the events around here. He he is- seems
0: like a guy that's like a uh, a fan of the history of the sport, right? Where he likes the, you know he he likes the stories. Like he liked, I, obviously everyone's gonna be like, oh, it was Seve, yeah, him and Seve. I think it's more than that, right? I think he likes the the stories of you know Tiger and Phil and Hogan, it, but way back in the day and those guys. Like, I think Rom likes. I think he actually likes golf for golf.
1: I think he does too. And I don't think he like wants golf to be something it's not. Right. The only other problem though is people forget like, dude, he's European. And what Liv is doing is making it more of a global game. Right. So I'm not saying yes, it will or it won't. That 600 million, there could be even more money to be made on top of that. Right. Because if, like, he brings like golf to Spain to be even bigger than it is. Right. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind if it really gets going in Australia. that's like the other thing is like the australian pga just played and it's like i don't know if anyone knew about that
0: yeah minwoo lee (laughs) one yeah
1: but like they love golf in australia and it just like does not carry yeah in the the architect fetishists always talk about like the sand belt the australian sand belt i don't know like wherever royal melbourne is is like it's supposed to be like unbelievable golf courses, like world-renowned whatever. So it's like there is something there because yeah. pe- people forget like Cam Smith probably went to that live fucking Australia event. I forget what they played. Adelaide? Is that Australia? That sounds right. No. Is Adelaide Spain? Fuck, I can't remember wherever. The I fuck don't they know played, where
0: it is, but I do know Adelaide is a course. Like I know that name.
1: Wherever they played, um, in Australia, it was like awesome. He might have walked into that stadium and goes, "You know what? For all the bullshit, he goes, this makes it completely worth it because he's fucking Australian, right? Like, Ram is Spanish. Yes, there's a Spanish Open, but there's a live event in Spain too, right? I think that begins with it. Andalusia, that's the one in Spain. Adelaide is Australia. Andalusia is Spain.
0: Yeah, Adelaide is southern. It's in southern Australia.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I would actually be surprised if he went. Yeah, I would too.
0: But I mean, fuck, dude, six hundred million dollars. That's really hard to say no to. <laughs>
1: oh yes, if if well.
0: If the offer is real, if that's a legitimate offer, if that's a legitimate offer, he has to go
1: and he can keep his winnings over there. And depending on what the 600 million is, like, is that five years? Is that right? Three years? What is that? Right. If the league folds, does he still get his money? Is that upfront money? What, what, like, yeah, there are some, you can't just blindly say, Yes, I'm in. And it's like actually yeah. it's a 15-year deal and if you <laughs> uh get hurt, we're going to dock you like Yeah, yeah. If I was him though, I'd be like up front. And if the league folds, I ain't giving it back. And right. if I get hurt, I ain't giving it back. Yeah. And if I play like shit, I ain't giving it back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would do the exact same thing. So Um, all right, let me see here before we wrap things up. Um, I want to follow up on, uh, something we talked about. Was it the last episode or two episodes ago? Christ, I feel like so much has happened over the last like few days. I don't, I can't keep my times right. Um, when we talked about Argentina winning, um, and the Javier Milly guy, um, so he is on a rant, right? Of of whatever, um, he's going to like cut a bunch of government programs in Argentina, and everyone is fucking freaking out, and the people are stoked, but he's nuts. But when we talked about it on the show, I had kind of alluded to the fact that like. There are some things in other parts of the world that, like this, could start like a domino effect, or we could start seeing other things. And we both agreed that, like in this country in particular, it's going to be a lot more difficult because of the way the political system works and how much money actually goes into, like, just feeding the two-party system. Um, but the Netherlands had their election uh shortly after argentina and the person that won the election in the netherlands is now this is another one of those scenarios where you go to uh let's see the new york times washington post time magazine the guardian reuters all these places and they all say it's far right so this the far right party won the election in the netherlands but basically the guy that won is pretty heavily anti immigration um because i think the netherlands right now mostly has had pretty open borders um and they're seeing like a ton of crime and a lot of issues that comes with having open borders so this guy is like super um, super anti-immigration and he fucking crushed. So he won a huge victory. His name is Geert. Geert Wilders? If that's not a fucking Dutch name, then uh, I don't know what is. Um. So I'll just read you the opening the opening line from the Associated Press on this. Um, Anti-Islam populist. Geert Wilders won a huge victory in Dutch elections, according to a near-complete count of the vote early Thursday, in a stunning lurch to the far right for a nation once famed as a beacon of tolerance. You fuck off. Like, you can you can fuck right off. Um, the result will send shockwaves through Europe where far-right ideology is on the rise and puts builders in line to lead talks to form the next governing coalition and possibly become the first far-right prime minister ever of the Netherlands. So again, this is, I believe the way this, the election system works in the Netherlands is you vote for a party and then that party wins and then they pick the person to like install as the prime minister. Um, but the party has won and Geert Wilders is their guy. So they're they're going to, you know, put him as the PM. Um, so, yeah. It's just another example of people all throughout the world are sick of the foo liberal, everything has to be soft and you know, you can't say certain words and you know, we're gonna have wide open borders and you know we're not going to care about anything and we're gonna spend money in other places. People are sick of that all over the world. And most people you're starting to see are like, you know, this is oversimplified, but it's basically fuck everybody else let's worry about ourselves, right? You saw that in Argentina. They voted for a guy who wants to put Argentina first. He wants to fix Argentina. He wants to slash the budget in the government and fire people and get rid of shit and set shit back on track. Now in the Netherlands, they voted in the party that wants to crack down on immigration, turn things around and focus on Netherlands from within, right? Like Trump's whole thing is, you know, not not necessarily closing the borders, but, you know, America first, right? Like that's the big thing is America first over here. Like that is, it's, it's starting to groundswell over here. So it's like all of these countries all across the world are sick of the bullshit. No one wants to deal with it anymore. So like they're finally starting to turn it around via the election systems. So again, the only two countries that have actually put pen to papers thus far are Argentina and the Netherlands, but they've done it right so like I don't know what other countries are going to have elections within the next couple months obviously ours is, you know, a year from now right it's like probably about 11 months away. Um but in the more immediate future, right, like I don't know what other elections there are in the next like three months, right? Like if Spain is going to elect something or, you know, like like another major European country and how that would go. Um, but yeah, I think it's super interesting and I think it's kind of something to pay attention to. And I'm holding on hope. Again, my I have mild optimism. The emphasis on
1: mild. Yep. I have no optimism.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're two for two in countries that had elections in the last week on,
1: you know. 100% of the time it works. Yeah. Every time. (laughs) In the
0: last week. Yeah, just in the last week. So, I don't know. Like I said, something to just kind of keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it all sounds good. Again, it's just... Leave it to us to fuck it all up. Yeah. Yeah. They might fuck it up, too. Who the hell knows, but... Yeah.
0: We'll see, right? We don't know. (laughs) No one knows, truthfully. Yeah. You just kind of hope for the best. So... Uh, on that note, uh, you want to wrap this up? We can wrap this up. All right. What do you got?
1: Um, so I don't know how many years ago it was. I, uh, I swore off making my own pasta. <laughs> Pain in the ass. It always seemed like it just like kind of didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out. Well, enter social media. I'm like watching people like make pasta and it. Really just doesn't seem that bad. So, here we are today. Swore off it forever. I made my own pasta today. <laughs> so, it's funny because the easiest thing is making the dough. That seems like, it, or like to some people, it probably seems like the hard part. Because it's like, how do you get it from this to that? It's like, just fucking follow the rules. And it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Even now I have a pasta maker, so I didn't use like a rolling pin or anything. So like even rolling it outside of like trying to find the correct. um, The like correct thinness to go with. I mean, like I probably could have ran it through like a little bit thinner. Fine. But it came, it, it came out. Well, spoiler alert. It came out fine. i've actually found that the hardest part of like making the pasta is like cutting it and shit so the pasta maker i have has two cutters one would be like spaghetti one would be like fettuccine well i ran it through like the spaghetti cutter and it did a couple of things it didn't really cut it and it kind of just like mushed it together so I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, this isn't going to break up. Yeah. Luckily, it's pasta dough. You just start fucking kneading it again and you've got it back. Right.
0: It looks like a uh, big league chew. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to use the cutter. Like we're, we're not going to use the, we're, I'm not going to cut it. Yeah. Um, With the machine, I'll just use a knife. And that worked. And you just have to like flour the fuck out of it. it. Like all that shit. But I'm like, who would have thought that it's not making the dough? It's not even rolling the dough out. It's cutting it the right way that gives you the most problems.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because then there's other ways like you can like roll it all the way together and then like cut. And then like people on some people on social media do like fancy shit. But I'm like, I don't need to do fancy shit. I just need this (laughs) to fucking come out like the way I need it to come out.
0: I was initially going to say, could you use a pizza cutter? But I feel like then everything is going to be not even. Use a what? Like a pizza cutter,
1: like a, like a rolly. So you can,
0: I mean, you can right? but like it's, it's going to, I feel like there's a higher chance of it being uneven, like all the pieces being different. You know, like the lines are going fucking... I found
1: less control with a pizza cutter versus a knife.
0: Right, because the knife is like a 12-inch straight line, right? And then you move it and move it like you can cut.
1: Yeah. I've also got way more experience with a knife.
0: Same. Yeah.
1: Now, where the pizza cutter comes in is like if you want to make tortellini, then you can lay out a sheet... You can cut a bunch of squares, right? With right, the pizza right. cutter, yeah, and then you just fold up and twist. Yep, and that's fine. Um. So yeah, I mean, I swore it off, but it could be back in play. <laughs> I didn't hate the process. Now it's not one of those things like I'm like, and and it was good, and it did make for a better carbonara and it takes on flavors better like all that shit is true yep but there are times where i mean just not gonna fucking make this shit
0: oh yeah i mean well
1: because yeah, you gotta like because you gotta make it at one point so it's like by the time you mix it and need it like you need to knead it for like eight minutes or so and i was and i'm sitting there people like oh need for eight to ten minutes i'm like ah, well how long does it really need but like you're like i'm sitting there and i had a timer going i'm like yeah This needs every bit of eight to 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You got to wrap it. You got to let it sit. Don't do anything goofy with the flowers. Cause I think that was something I probably used to do too, is I probably used to use like whole wheat.
0: Oh yeah. Again, this
1: was like 12 years ago. Yeah. To go whole wheat. That's like what's big right now in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, nope. that's a completely different product you're using. Like yeah. completely different. Yeah. So just use the fucking double O flour. Yeah. Use the Play eggs. <laughs> knead it for eight minutes. And don't worry about the fucking cutter settings. Cause if you don't have a good cutter, you are fucked. Yeah. And a knife works just good enough.
0: <laughs> knife is just as, as good.
1: And then, so going back in time, the other mistake I made like years and years ago is I probably made it. I probably made some like fettuccine style and I'm like, oh, well, this, this is pretty good. I'll make ravioli now. And it's like, <laughs> dude, you've made this like twice. Now you're going to yeah. make fucking ravioli. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why don't you just fucking relax, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, take it down a notch and just fucking keep it simple. Stupid.
1: Yeah, take about 20% off the top there. Squirrel Dan. Yeah. down. Yeah. So, yes, but- I think homemade pasta might be back in the fold. We'll see. All right. And if I get good at it, I will eventually make like my giant ravioli that I've been fucking clamoring for for years. <laughs> I'll make them. I just got to get good enough at it.
0: Yeah. Just like the old, uh, old, old I would imagine it's still there, but Bella ravioli in south medford on main street
1: So my grandfather used to get them he used to get them somewhere else i want to say it was on mystic Ave somewhere oh, okay
0: i remember i remember just i went to I went,
1: I went to bella not that uh when i say not that long ago i mean probably in the last eight years i yeah. went um I
0: remember my dad used to wake up early to get there at like 7 a.m. when the doors open to buy the fresh pasta that they literally made that morning. And like it would all sell out by like 9 o'clock. And then you just have to buy whatever they have frozen left left in the the fridge. Yeah. Good old Bella. Shout out to South Medford. 101. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and the Eagles just won.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. Okay. So my final thought, um, is not to get like super into like the whole history and all that stuff, but I think it was on. Yeah, it was Thursday. It was. Um. I don't know. Wednesday. It was either Wednesday or Thursday. Was the 60th anniversary of jfk's assassination and because of all that like everyone was obviously talking about it it's in the news like it went down this whole thing and um i want to give a shout out to sexy chris for turning me on to the roger stone um patrick bet david podcast recently uh so i i listened to that and the last like 15 minutes of that podcast is absolutely fucking fascinating so because they actually talk about the assassination of of jfk and roger stone laid out his whole thing he wrote a book on it um so the guy knows what he's talking about and come to find out right again this is allegedly according to roger stone but i happen to believe him LBJ was the one that was actually behind the assassination of JFK so Lyndon Johnson the vice president um was he called him the linchpin behind the assassination so it was he actually claimed that it was a kind of an amalgamation of the CIA you know the FBI the The mob, like it was a little bit of all of it that were involved, but like LBJ was kind of the one that like set everything up. Apparently, there was like an argument between Kennedy and Johnson the night before um, when they got to Dallas because LBJ wanted Connolly in his car and jfk was like no the whole reason we're here is to like show political relations or whatever and connolly was the guy that was like in opposition to kennedy in you know texas or whatever and he was like we need to get ready for the election in 64 so you know we need to show a unified front that like i'm going to sit in the same car as connolly and so everyone knows now Connolly is the one that the bullet magically went through his wrist um and I think rib as well and came out whole on the gurney so the bullet that's the magic bullet theory like one bullet entered through JFK's like neck bounced off of the the car went through Connolly's wrist and like into his rib or something and then like was still a whole piece bullet. It's, it's absolute bullshit. Um, so it's like a legitimate thing, right? That the, the government has basically come out and said that, yeah, there, it was a conspiracy to kill Kennedy. Um, but they will not release all of the documents because I think, and a lot of people think, that they found during the actual investigation. So there were two investigations. There was the Warren commission, which again, according to Roger Stone, who heard this from president Nixon, because apparently they were close. Nixon told him that the Warren commission was the biggest fucking joke ever. He goes, "It, it, it, it was just a front. It was a bunch of people that just like made shit up on the way. So there was actually a second investigation in 78, I think. Which was then they they came out and said that, you know, we're going to release all of these fucking, you know, all of the information in like 1992 or whatever it was. And then in 1992, Clinton pushed it back to 2008 and then Obama pushed it again. Like ever since then, like presidents have just been pushing it back uh, and Biden did release more, but there's still stuff that, that that's not being released and I think it's because it's like conclusive evidence that um the CIA was involved in the assassination but it's uh I mean I love that that stuff not not that I love the assassination of a president but I love like the 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 story and the history around it and the conspiracy um and it's fucking wild right like it's a wild conspiracy because it involves the assassination of a United States president um so if you had any if anyone out there has any interest in like getting the actual juicy details if you if you search the PBD podcast um you'll find the episode with Roger Stone i mean i recommend the whole episode it was great but if you just want to hear about the JFK conspiracy fast forward to like you know call it like the the 18 minutes left, 18 to 20 minutes left in the episode, and you'll catch the whole discussion on uh the JFK assassination. I think it it's super fascinating. Um but I enjoyed it. And LBJ was uh basically behind the assassination. And and George Bush Sr. was the one that was running the CIA at the time.
1: Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he pull the trigger or nothing? Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, he was. He was in the grassy knoll. <laughs> so uh, that is going to do it for us. Uh, so thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, click that button up above. Hit the thumbs up button down below, over there somewhere. Uh and if you're an audio only listener, uh you can still subscribe or whatever platform you're on. Uh if you use Spotify or iTunes, you can leave us a review. Uh so the five stars would help us uh significantly. Appreciate that. Um tell everybody you know about the show. Word of mouth obviously helps. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod, Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks website, sarcasm speaks.com. Also the merch store, you can buy some shit uh, and then go to uh, noonbrew.com while you're spending money and use the promo code in the show notes to get 10% off your order every single time you check out at noonbrew.com uh, and then also uh, mybookie.com and you can use the promo code sarcasm pod to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks over there. Uh, so that does it for us. Uh, so until next time, good night, everybody.